0: How to begin a weight loss, fitness, or cardio program at any age, today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Tarano. welcome to Body Performance, the podcast offering accurate information about weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding, helping you achieve your goals so you can have the body you've always wanted. Today's episode is dedicated to my friend Luis on Instagram who just had a hip replacement and who's doing very well. He asked, if you're a little older, how do you start an exercise or weight training program? Regardless of somebody's age, you have to ask them some general questions before you start any type of exercise program. How old are you? What are you trying to achieve? When do you want to achieve these goals? How many days a week, you know, how many times a month are you going to dedicate to exercising? And how really committed are you? And then you want to reassure them that, you're going to be able to achieve these goals. It's just going to take either more time than you expected or not as long as you thought. Then you have to essentially evaluate their condition and then start the exercise and training program based on what you see as a professional or an experienced trainer. This is especially true with older individuals, and this is especially true with anybody who has had an injury or surgery in the past. And you have to remind these people or ask them, did you ever break anything when you were younger? What do you do that hurts when you exercise? What can or can't you do? And with regards to older people or even people who just have never lifted weights, you have to limit the amount of exercises that they do initially. Because remember, when somebody's beginning to get in shape, it's almost like physical therapy. We are trying to get them into shape so we can start training. And that's the way I explain it. We're not going to start training immediately right out of the box because people will be so sore they won't be able to move. They'll hate their workout, they'll hate their trainer, they'll hate what they do in the gym, and they won't go back. And this drives me crazy when I see personal trainers blasting people who are not athletes with these stupid-ass dumb exercises, and the next day they're so sore they can't move. Regardless of age, fitness and weight training and getting in shape should be a gradual process. Sure, it's a little hard, you're a little sore, but you don't really notice it. You're not suffering. It's not something you dread. And as the days, weeks, and more accurately, months go by, you are gradually getting stronger. Your cardio's gradually improving. So if you look back on what you did over the last six months and where you started, you don't even realize the transition. You don't even understand how it happened but it did imperceptibly. Now let me talk about people who are middle-aged and are starting a weight training program, not somebody who's 16 and ready to go to the gym and bench press with his buddies. When you're older and you begin a weight training program, the safest thing for you to do is use as many machines as possible. Try to stay away from those gymnastic exercises that you see personal trainers making their clients do. Many of these personal trainers don't even use the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment that are in the gym. That's why it's there. It's equipment. It works. It might not work for Mr. Olympia, but it's going to work for most people, and that includes the average person trying to get in shape. So, whether you're training chest, back, biceps, triceps, shoulders, and legs, a majority of those exercises are going to be performed on a machine. It's safe, it's simple, you can't hurt yourself. There's very little, if any, balancing required, and basically you're just looking to create some type of safe resistance to help you transform your muscles, challenge your muscles, so they begin to get firm and stronger. And the criteria that I use as to whether somebody is doing enough in the gym is how sore they are, and that's the criteria you should use. You take a look at what you did in the gym on Monday and how do you feel on Tuesday or how do you feel on Wednesday depending on how many days a week you train. Your soreness is your measurement. That's your measuring stick. That's the criteria that you're going to use to determine whether you did enough, whether you did too much, or whether it's just right. You don't want to be a 1 on a scale of 10 where you don't feel like you've done anything. And you don't want to be a 10 where you're so sore you can't wash your hair or brush your teeth. You want to be about a 3 or a 4. You know you've done something. You're a little sore to move. If you flex the muscle, you definitely notice it's sore, but you can make it through the day. That is the important criteria. And then as we gradually increase the intensity of your workouts, meaning additional sets, more reps, heavier weight, and then eventually more exercises, and then eventually we begin to break up your workout routine into separate days while adding additional weight, reps, sets, and exercises, your soreness level never really changes. It stays about a three or a four. And that takes either real attention or real skill to make sure you're not doing too much that you end up paralyzed one morning. I'll run through a quick workout that somebody who's 40 or 50 should do, and you can get a general idea of how I would begin to train them. I would say, okay, we're going to jump on this seated bench press machine. Essentially, you're seated vertically, and you bench press the weight straight out in front of you. We're going to do three or four sets of warm-ups, so somebody can get a general idea of where their hands should be, how high the seat should be, what the movement is like, while at the same time stretching out the muscle and warming it up, helping to improve pliability. And then we're going to give them maybe two or three hard sets where the weight might increase or it might stay the same because remember, they just started working out. They're starting to run out of gas even as they're warming up. So we do two or three hard sets of 10, done. And then we'll move on to some type of back machine, usually some type of pull-down machine. Again, do the same thing. Three or four sets of warm-ups. They can put their hands where they want. I tell them to pull it to their chin. They lean back a little bit to get their nose out of the way. And they have a general idea of of what they're going to be doing in this exercise. I'm not analyzing it. I'm not giving them a lecture on how their form should be because they're not lifting that much weight. They just get a general idea of how the exercise or movement should be executed. Real simple, easy to do. Then we would move on to, let's say, biceps. Now, biceps is one of the only exercises that I suggest that beginners use free weights. You stand up, you grab a curl bar or a straight bar, and you curl it. And the reason being, we don't want people doing preacher curls. That's too hard on the biceps. It's too difficult for them to do. We don't want them using a preacher curl machine either because if you're short or tall and you don't fit into the arc of the machine, you don't fit into the machine well, you're going to be fighting the movement of the machine. So you have somebody do a couple sets of standing barbell curls, and then they're going to be doing, let's say, some shoulders. We go back to an exercise machine. They sit in it. They press it overhead for two or three sets of warm-ups, and then maybe two or three working sets. And then let me see, chest, back, biceps, triceps. Okay, triceps. We're going to just do some simple pushdown machines. They've got a million different cable machines in the gym. You find one that offers a cable where you can attach a handle that's straight or slightly curved. You put your hands over the top and you do two or three sets of pushdowns. You don't have to warm up as much because we're at the end of our workout. Things are more pliable. Your body is warmed. You are used to working out. So by the time you get to shoulders and triceps, you probably don't need as much warm-up. You can do one or two sets of warm-ups just to get an idea of how the movement occurs. And then you start into the real weight. And then finally, we go to legs which would simply be leg press, put them on a 45 degree leg press with either no weight or very little weight, and just have them drop the weight down and press it up and ask them, how does that feel? Oh, it feels good. Or it feels like my legs are too high. Okay, move them down. How's it feel now? Oh, it feels like my legs are too close. Then move them out. Hey, you can point your feet out. You can point your feet in. Give them some ideas of how the exercise can be performed. And that's how you start a full-body workout program, whether you're young or old, whether you're injured or not. It's simple. It's easy. Take about an hour, 45 minutes, depending on how much you rest in between sets. And then we're going to rest on Tuesday and possibly on Wednesday. And we're going to evaluate how sore you are on Tuesday and then possibly how sore you are on Wednesday. And based on that soreness, that's our benchmark. And then we can say, okay, you were in better shape than we thought since you're not as sore. Let's do that same routine again on Thursday, but we can ramp it up a little bit. We might do an extra set. We might squeeze out 12 reps instead of 10. Or if somebody's so sore, we go, okay, that was either enough or maybe we should back it down just a little bit. But again, we're going to train the body twice a week. We're going to train each body part twice a week. And then we're going to do the exact same thing the following week. And as the weeks go by, we essentially get rid of all that soreness. You get familiar with the weights. You begin to gain some strength and confidence. And basically, you've done what I would consider physical therapy. We've got in shape. So now we can begin to work out. Working out being defined as being able to be more aggressive with how you complete your exercises and how intensely you attack each set. Try not to listen to too many ham and eggers in the gym. They all want to talk to you, tell you advice, tell you what you're doing wrong most of the time. They don't want to tell you what you're doing right. They want to tell you, you should be doing what I'm doing. And just leave those people alone. Let them pontificate. Let them share their knowledge and then say, I appreciate it. Thank you. And then walk away. They're kind of like crazy people. Just let them do their thing and then you agree with them and walk away. And as the weeks and months go by, you begin to add additional exercises to each body part. So instead of doing just bench press, you might be doing bench press and then some incline bench press for chest. And then for back, you might be doing some pull downs and then some type of a rowing exercise. And then for biceps, you might do standing barbell curls and then maybe some light alternate dumbbell curls. And you can do this with all the body parts as you gradually begin to incorporate additional exercises as you get more familiar with the equipment in the gym. And if you're never sure, you can always shoot me an email or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. And that's how you begin to gradually and imperceptibly begin to get in shape, all the while keeping an eye on how sore you are the next day and using that as a measuring stick and a benchmark as to what you did in the gym the prior day. Is it enough? Was it too much? And make adjustments from there. Same thing holds true for cardio. You want to get in cardiovascular shape. You're not really interested in weight training, but you want to start a cardiovascular program. Same thing applies. Start slowly and gradually. You start walking, whether it's on the treadmill or outside, and as you get used to the routine of walking, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, you get into the flow. You don't overwhelm yourself with trying to get in shape in two days or two weeks. You get used to it, just like eating, eating healthier. When everybody wants to eat healthier, they immediately cut out everything that's great in life, and all of a sudden, they begin to suffer, and they're like, there's no fucking way I can do this for the rest of my life. Of course not. Everything takes time. It's gradual. Like the Greeks said, everything in moderation, which is written at the top of the Acropolis. Everything in moderation. Do it gradually and slowly so the changes become imperceptible and they become changes that you can incorporate into your daily life, whether it's weight training, cardio, or diet. So you start a cardio program and you start walking. And then you walk a little faster after the weeks go by. And then you say, well, this is great, but I'd really like to maybe tone up my legs and possibly improve or speed up the weight loss process. Okay, so you start a slow jog. And you don't get up and go, okay, I'm going to start jogging around the block. No, you go, I'm going to walk and warm up, and then I'm going to jog to that stop sign or that mailbox. And you're going to get out of breath. And then you're going to continue walking. And then you're going to say, okay, I made it to the stop sign or the mailbox. Let me jog to the next driveway or to the end of the street. And then you get to the end of the street, you start walking again. And you gradually, imperceptibly coax your body into getting into better shape. That's what we're doing with our muscles, even though it's aggressive and hard. We're gradually coaxing the muscles to get into shape. And then we're gradually coaxing your cardiovascular system to get into better shape. And then you're jogging a little longer and a little further. And then you're jogging more than you're running. And then you jog, and then you actually incorporate a faster jog or what you would consider a run for your age, your weight, or your condition. And then you get out of breath and you start walking again, or even if you have to stop for a second, and then you start again. And you're gradually pushing the envelope of your cardiovascular system. Eventually, after the days and the weeks go by, you notice that you get up, you walk, you warm up, and then you're jogging through your whole distance, your whole routine, whatever it is, a mile, two miles, three miles, whatever it is. And then you notice that pretty soon you start running a little bit more. And now because of the running, your cardiovascular system is being challenged, and now your time is becoming a little shorter for your mile, two mile, or three mile walk. Jog or run. And this is how changes in the body occur imperceptibly, gradually, just like getting fat. Nobody feels the pain of getting fat. They just enjoy the calories as they begin to accumulate on their body. And then they feel the pain as they want to lose that 30 pounds in two days. Doesn't work that way. Same thing with getting in shape. Getting in shape should be an imperceptible process that does require some effort, possibly a little soreness, maybe a little bit of pain, but nothing too horrific, nothing you can't stand. And I think that's where a lot of people's problems come into play. They see that shit on TV, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days. Nobody does. And they get hypnotized and they see that stuff and they think, I'm doing something wrong or I should be doing something better or I should be eating that food to get in shape or eating that food to be losing weight. And that's not true. That's just Madison Avenue hype and bullshit to sell programs and products. Getting into shape, losing weight, improving your cardiovascular performance, unless you're 14, takes time. It takes effort. It takes doing the right things consistently. It's effort, consistency, self-discipline, perseverance, patience, and faith. Let me give you something to think about. My mom once asked me, why do you train so hard? And I said, because that becomes my normal. Everything I do in the gym every day is my normal. That's the amount of intensity that I'm used to being exposed to. So anything less than that is nothing, it's inconsequential. So if somebody says, hey, you want to go swim the Great Barrier Reef? You want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Do you want to do some MMA? I'm ready. I don't have to get in shape. I don't have to get ready to get in shape to go skiing. I'm ready. Because my daily activities, my daily workouts are so intense that everything pales in comparison to them. And that's the way you should eventually try to make your workouts. Your workouts are intense enough that your everyday, normal day life is inconsequential. It's nothing. Throwing the garbage, playing with your kids, running with your dog. It's nothing compared to the workout you put your body through on a regular basis. Dan Gable, an American wrestler who is a Olympic gold medalist and a world gold medalist and one of the greatest wrestlers of all time with a record of 117 and one. He used to say, once you've wrestled, everything else in life is easy. Now, you don't have to train like an Olympic wrestler and you don't have to train like a world-class bodybuilder, but our game plan is to gradually and imperceptibly get you in good shape so when life activities come up, you don't even think twice about doing them. You can increase your muscularity and your cardiovascular performance at any age. You just have to do it in a careful and calculated fashion. You just have to do it the right way. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at Body Performance Help. Hit me up on Facebook at Steve Tarano. And as always, I'm here to answer people's questions to help them achieve the body they've always wanted. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.